seven layer cake. It's like, oh, there's another lesson. Oh, I'm hitting something else. Even through that lesson, I've learned something else. So through the lens of love, I think the biggest lesson is that there's always a lesson. Welcome to Lessons in Love, where you'll hear stories from the heart. I'm Sarah Moncrief. This week's guest is Trika DeRosa. She is a proud Pisces, which pretty much sums up her love for intuition. She just got married, moved to Hawaii, and can most commonly be seen in a bikini on the beach. Hi. Hello. Who are you? Um, Who am I to you or like, who am I right now? However you want to answer (laughs) that question. Well, my name's Trika. Hello, Sarah. What's your last name? My new last name is DeRosa. My maiden name was Bikamong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got so all you're my married. Un- yes, newly married, super Yay. newly married. Yeah, yeah. Secrets out. How does that feel? Um, I'll let you know when I've spent more <laughs> than two weeks with my husband because we got married and then he peaced out, had to go back to Hawaii, our home. Mm-hmm. And other than that, than not seeing each other like face to face every day, <laughs> it feels amazing. I'm like, I'm so in love. I can't wait to squish his face. Yeah. You kind of mentioned to me that you feel like as soon as you guys got married, something energetically like shifted. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that was? So it's funny because I haven't figured out exactly what that is, but it just, he occupies so much more space in my heart in a different way. That's so sweet. (laughs) And I was talking to my mother-in-law yesterday, sweet lady, was like, isn't it just different now that you're married? And I was like, "Uh, I think so. Like, it just doesn't feel like I'm putting my life on hold or like going in between places for my boyfriend, like not just for my fiance, but for my actual husband now. Yeah, there's like a deeper settlement of connection. It's just a deeper like sense of assurity. It's like... There was so much work and like, you know how much work I had to do to like feel the worthiness of his love and just like having a relationship as amazing as we have. But it just, it feels different and it doesn't necessarily feel better. It just, it feels different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, Tell me about your wedding planning process. Oh, uh, no, no, I'm pretty chill. I think Um, (laughs) so. To make a long story short, we live in Hawaii Mm -hmm. and I'm here, but was in between Hawaii and Toronto, Hawaii and Toronto. So we were laying in bed one day when he was visiting here a couple weeks ago and he was like, I really just want to marry you. And I was like, all right, bet. So we called City Hall. All right, bet? Yeah. That's like Ebonics for, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Okay, Um, continue. So... I was like, all right. So we went to, or we called City Hall. And they were like, you can't get married today. You can get married tomorrow. We went to City Hall, got all the paperwork done, went back the next day, got married. He was wearing like jeans and Converse. (laughs) I was, I went to Ritzy and just grabbed like a white dress that looked like it was me. Yeah. Um, So that was like. Do you have pictures? I do. And I'll show them to you. Did I not show them? No, you you haven't shown them to me. I'll show them to you. We actually don't have a single picture together of that day because we were so like, oh, we're married, I guess. And like our only pictures is with like this very sweet, like the minister of justice or whatever he's called. But who else came? My mom, my grandma, shout out to them. One of my <laughs> really good friend, Saki, came. Um, and then his witness was our aunt, well, my new aunt, Aunt Georgia, who's jokes. <laughs> his mom and his cousin. 
So lots of feminine energy. He yeah. was the only dude other than the um, than the minister. Wow. Yeah. He had all these like ladies around him like crying and bawling and so excited and happy. But he's but pretty sensitive. He's so sensitive. Did he cry? No, but like he had a look in his eye and I was like, it's okay because this is like wedding point one. Yeah. If he doesn't cry wedding point two, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> one more shot yeah to you, like i that's how i picked my dress was like are you gonna cry is andrew gonna cry yeah um so that wedding was really easy because mm-hmm. it was just like a okay this is just us this is for us and then our actual big wedding like surprise party is gonna be absolutely for us but mostly like i just want to see my friends enjoy how much love there is around us mm-hmm. just how much like how grateful we are to the people who've really given us love and just have been there for us throughout traveling back and forth and have shown us so much hospitality and like guidance yeah just for them and also for us <laughs> yeah. but all that wedding stuff is pretty it's okay the wedding that i planned it's not that difficult you just kind of, and I don't work full time. So it's like, I was like, okay, this is the venue I want. Okay. This is the dress I want. Okay. These are the caterers I want. Gotcha. Yeah. How did you guys end up in Hawaii? Long version, short version. <laughs> Medium version. <laughs> so I started doing vision and goals. Oh, when you worked at Lulu. When I worked at Lulu, I wrote my vision and goals when I was 18 and was like wait how old are you now i'm 24 oh my god (laughs) still a baby um so i wrote my vision and goals and was like i'm gonna be in hawaii meanwhile i'm like in the hood in toronto i'm gonna live in hawaii i'm gonna wake up tangled like in this person i'm gonna do shit all all day while he goes to work i'm gonna like chill out on the beach and there's gonna be so much love around me i'm just gonna eat mangoes all day So then fast forward through a breakup, meeting Andrew, we went to Hawaii together on vacation. And I like, I think maybe a couple months before that had read him my vision and my goals. And he was Mm -hmm. like, that sounds really nice, but you live in La La Land. (laughs) So we went there. His job has an office there. He asked for a transfer and there was like some hiccup back and forth. Oh, I didn't know he asked for the transfer. Yeah. He went, he was just like, pulled up into the office and was like are you guys hiring and they were like yeah actually so a couple like re jigs and like changes throughout their branch in hawaii then he got hired and then we moved and that's how we live in hawaii cool yeah my vision and my goal is i wake up tangled in this like large human i eat mangoes all day go to the beach (laughs) take naps wear bikinis lots of bikinis so many bikinis how many do you have um that i actually wear i maybe wear 10 but like my full collection is maybe like 40 bikinis oh my god i buy them online from china (laughs) they're really cheap so it's like okay i can afford this because they're like six dollars for the set and you were saying that in hawaii things are way cheaper things are just cheap in hawaii because a united states so like there's not the conversion between like american and u.s but our state only has 4% tax, so. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. But, like, living in Hawaii is very expensive. But, like, stuff, like, you could buy a case of beer for 
like three dollars but like a, no. a pound of mushrooms is 10.99 like magic mushrooms no like portobello <laughs> okay just checking <laughs> just regular <laughs> some regular mushrooms um so i mean obviously you talked a little bit about a breakup and now being married mm-hmm. which is so crazy um to you what is love so i knew that this question was going to come up and I still don't think I have an answer because mm-hmm. I'm still learning every single day like how what love is like how big it is how not big it is how much space it does and does not occupy I think love is like everything and nothing at the same time mm-hmm. I think it means so many things to different people yeah I think it can be interpreted interpreted in so many different ways but I don't know I'm still like learning like how much space like how much magic just like what love is like in its wholeness does it mean something to the satisfaction of your life I think it has a lot to do with how satisfied I am in my life because I'm always like you know what you just gotta you gotta heal your heart and then you gotta (laughs) lead with it you gotta like act out (laughs) of love you gotta do stuff through love and love people and show people how much you love yourself so that they feel that love. But, you know, I've learned and like something that I've been thinking about is that love is so amazing, but it's not everything. Like it really is like the best thing, but it's just not everything. Like if you were to just do everything in your life based on whether or not you loved it, like, I'm sure it would feel very satisfying in some of its moments. But, but do you think that's from, like, a misconception of what love is? Or do you think it really is, like, the energy of love is not everything? Language, I think, is, like, a big thing here. Because mm-hmm. even hearing you frame that question, it's like, yeah, I guess love is everything. And if it's, like, vibrating at its, like, full capacity and it's the way that you want for it to be then absolutely it's everything. But if you like measure something, let's say like, I love this person so much, which is why I can't leave our relationship. But like, is the security there? Are you growing? Like, you know, there's just so many layers, I think. And that's, I think why I have such a hard time defining what love is because there's such a myriad. It's so complex. Mm -hmm. I can't make it one thing. Yeah, I, I really do think it's a language restriction because I just think that like me saying whether I loved my life like I can say that super casually Mm -hmm. or I can really mean that (laughs) you know like I think that the the variance and the difference between how we use the word Mm -hmm. makes such a huge like whether you can say it's everything or not means whether you love yourself in the the most profound sense of the word not just like the subtleties of I the word. I love my life. Yeah, yeah. But like then there's lots of things you don't love and about like, it. And like what are you denoting? Like like how, like even if we just were to break down, you know, like even if like you're asking me like how do I define love? I'm like, I don't know. Like I think what love means to me is completely different to what it means to Sara. Could you say it in Italian? Amore. <laughs> no, I mean what love is. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. So we were standing in line for gelato. And I like said sorry to the no, lady. No, she ordered the gelato in in Italian, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Shouts out to Duolingo because without Duolingo, learning Italian wouldn't have been this easy. I'm actually learning Italian 
What's kind of Duolingo? for love. It's this app on your phone that makes learning like languages like a game. It's like if you complete your lesson today, you get five gems. Like Candy Crush? Uh, no, but it's just as colorful. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I would love to learn Italian. Yeah, I'm learning Italian because my husband is half Italian and he doesn't speak any Italian. My father-in-law does, but I speak other languages and... What other languages do you speak? I speak English like okay. <laughs> my, my English is conversational. I'm kidding. No, I speak fluent English. I read and write in it. Um, <laughs> Just to be clear. I can text in it. I can type in it. No, um, so I speak English. My French, I can read and write. Um, and I can speak Tagalog, which is a Filipino what? dialect. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I was like, is that from um, Game of Thrones? <laughs> I've never seen that show, oh, but I'm good. sure it's really good. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Um, what so far has been your greatest lesson in love Mm. or that you've learned through the teacher of love that I've learned through the, that there's always a lesson in love. Like just when I'm like, Oh, okay, here we go. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn a lesson through this love. There's, there's another lesson in that. Mm -hmm. Like it's like seven layer cake. It's like, Oh, there's another lesson. Oh, I'm hitting something else. Even through that lesson, I've learned something else. So through the lens of love, I think. The biggest lesson is that there's always a lesson. Mm. So you are also a healer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I guess how I came to want to teach people about love and the power of it and create the in-person sessions and then the podcast around it, it's because like every single session when I was working on people, it always came down to like where someone's not loving themselves that creates a dissonance in the reality that they want to live in. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you notice you like speak to your clients about when it comes to love specifically, self-love or just love in general? Mm-hmm. That's such a good question because a lot of what I've learned, I've learned through you. <laughs> um, and I've learned through like listening to you. even like you were saying that sentence and I was like, oh, that's a word I never hear in everyday sentences. So I'm going <laughs> to look up what that one means. But something I think that comes up is that a lot of what I work with and I'm sure a lot of what you work with is, is not sensical. Mm-hmm. you know and like we try and make so much sense of it and try and be like okay well maybe you need to do a little bit more self-care maybe you need to do a little bit more self-loving in this way and it's so different for everybody and because it's nonsensical it can't be prescriptive mm-hmm. so there's just it's I think what comes out and like what's occupying a lot of like my heart space right now is that like love is everywhere and you don't need to go looking for it you just kind of have to allow Love for it, it. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's something that's come up I think even in the last like few clients that I've had like love power and like Sara and I have this thing where I'm like you were like a Care Bear like she's like I ha- I'm like Care Bear power like it shoots out of her heart and it's, it's intense it's so intense But that's been such a big thing is like, what is like the magnitude of your love? And if it's shining out of your heart, like, where are you directing it? You know, like, do you want it to go outwards? Do you want it to come back in a little bit? So it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, where are you directing your love right now? 
Um, I would say that I'm definitely directing it in lots of different directions. I think, you know, they say that you teach what you need to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why this quest of love has been such an important one for me is because there's been lots of different circumstances in my own life that have led me to misunderstand love. Um, you know, even just, I believe that love in its true essence is unconditional, but we all get taught the conditions of love just based on our upbringing. For example, that's one component. So I think I'm really trying to learn right now how, like what love does mean to me, Mm -hmm. you know, like in having people on, it's like, I'm not curating the list because I know that they know what love is it's because I'm curious about what love can do because I see um the power of it in the sessions and like what people do in their lives from having sessions around love but I also at the same time I'm like I feel like there's just so much more and some of it like we're talking about language can't be brought to Mm -hmm. so interesting Mm mm-hmm just keeps changing and there's just so much more you know mm-hmm. it's like doing this podcast now and then how does it like do you write a book about love and like all the your memoirs through it like what's next maybe yeah. <laughs> a five-part series on hbo <laughs> about love <laughs> there's already a show called love and it's awesome i haven't watched it is that the one on netflix yeah it's so good yeah it's really really mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm um can you tell me about friendship love and losing it so friendship love obviously such a big thing like as an adult like weird you know having friends that have known you throughout the stages of your life I think is really important like I've had friends that I've known since I was maybe seven years old and now like as a 24 year old meeting new people and using my better judgment to be like "Mm, I just don't want to hang out with you not because like of our location we live in the same neighborhood or we go to the same school or like we're both we both like circumstance yeah exactly um and now having friendships that you kind of have to put effort into is it's different and it's wonderful especially because like when I'm in Hawaii I look at either me myself and I or I look at Andrew like I know all the freckles on his face just because I have to stare at him every single day it's just us yeah um so friendships have become more meaningful to me and the way that my friendships have played out in the last few months has been so weird Mm -hmm. I had a really good friend who I'm not super close with anymore actually not at all which showed me all the areas in which I'm not open and I need to work on and I need to let go of but also the areas in which I could have been more decisive Mm-hmm. And like, I really do believe in just like going with the flow and letting things be and like, like you know, not manipulating the situation to yeah. bring her back into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my Scorpio moon. I like to like <laughs> manipulate things in my favor. <laughs> sometimes good, sometimes for the favor of everybody, but mostly in my favor. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you guys don't know what a Scorpio moon is, it's um, part of her astrological chart. <laughs> Pisces sun, Scorpio moon and Aquarius rising. So there's my chart. You can, can you tell us out. like what that tells you about yourself? Like in essence, mm-hmm. um, in essence, I'm very dreamy, very <laughs> sensual, very like go with the flow, do whatever I feel like doing as opposed to what I know I need to do. Um, when I mean it's for very short bouts and it's not because I'm actually mad at the other person. It's because I'm really upset with myself. 
I'm very much a crier. Yeah. Love to cry. Love feeling sad. I hate being angry. Being angry to me is probably the most uncomfortable feeling. Mm -hmm. Don't like to feel my inner fire. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I like nice things. I love fancy things. You know what's so weird about that? What? So I um, recently, a friend and client of mine, Michelle, who actually also works here at Lululemon, told me about Dak Shepard's podcast. I don't know if you've ever Mm -mm. listened to it. Okay, it's so good. It's so good. And he had Jason Bateman on, and I was listening to that on the drive-in today to the city. And basically what I realized was Jason Bateman talks about how he's bougie. Like he was like, I like nice things. He was saying that one time he flew from LA to Cabo in Mexico, didn't like the hotel. It smelled too much like mold. So he left, flew back to LA and then LA to Hawaii because he knew that he could get a place like up to his own standard in Hawaii. But the way that he talked about it was so, he was like, yeah, of course I did. I like nice things. I'm soft. And it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, I love the Four Seasons. Yeah. <laughs> I realized. I the, love like, the Shang. <laughs> it's just we are like, worthy and deserving of all the nice <laughs> things. And I'm over feeling like I can't have anything in life. It's boring. <laughs> what part of my chart is that? I think that's just you. Like in essence, <laughs> just... I wouldn't say like hedonistic, like not so much like just enjoys oh. everything in life, but like you're just lux, girl. He actually used the word hedonist. He just <laughs> likes to drink and party and do it. But like, I'm not like that. I'm not a hedonist. No, but I think like I if you saw like a purse you really liked or like wanted to go on a really nice vacation, like you're not going to skimp on like where you could save a little bit of money just because of whatever. It's it, like, it I honestly want- makes a huge difference. It does. Yeah, it really does. And like everyone's on their own, like what matters to them Mm -hmm. is so different. I just think it's okay no matter like all things are equal. It's just what matters to you. Exactly. And that stuff doesn't matter as much as, you know, love. Exactly. Just things that make you feel ooey gooey and inside. But if that stuff amplifies the love. Yeah, the experience. The experience and like how enriching. Mm hmm then like why not and you can why not mm-hmm. i agree what's your chart i'm a sun sign sag moon sign leo mm-hmm. and rising sign gemini okay yeah people are scared of gemini's yeah i mean like tornado-ish what <laughs> like very much powerful super pl- like very powerful sign mm-hmm. how someone described it to me once is that your sun sign is basically who you are day to day I think I described this to you I don't think so at impact kitchen probably not then so. never mind because I I actually remember it was Aya Norris do you know her Mm-mm. she's an amazing healer in Toronto also she works at the quiet company with me and she was explaining that 
your sun sign is kind of your day-to-day like who you are Mm -hmm. your moon sign is where you've come from like the lessons that you've learned in the past Mm -hmm. so leo like self-love is a huge component of leo which makes sense that now in this life i would be using my ascending sign of gemini which is the teacher Mm -hmm. to then teach the lessons that i've learned in the past and use sagittarius as my personality to like make that happen exactly I like to describe it as like you're exactly like you said like your son is that's how like you know yourself and your like best friends know you and then your moon is like it slips out when you're like in your moments Mm -hmm. and then your ascending (laughs) is kind of how you reveal yourself on a day-to-day basis to like strangers who don't really know you like how you first come across gotcha yeah um before I really wanted to ask you about when you didn't get to go back to Hawaii oh my god okay so story goes can you start from the conversation we had Kensington exactly where I was gonna start so Sarah and I are in Kensington and I'm like Sarah I'm so bored like I'm just I think I got it figured out and I'm (laughs) I'm bored and like I need a challenge so I show up the next day at and I literally said be careful what you wish I should have known better like I speak in magic so <laughs> i'm not surprised when god real love you <laughs> i've gotten everything else i wanted out of life like why would this be any different um so she <laughs> bold statement <laughs> i, hear I think it's that. true okay continue um yeah no we were walking around kensington and i was like i'm really bored i need a challenge and you were like okay I was like yeah I think I'm I'm just bored and like things just are kind of easy like I'm idle-handed right now and I remember then going to bed not really thinking anything about it going to the airport the next day at 5 a.m going through customs at Pearson they were like "Eh, nope you're not getting into the United States and I called you when everything was filtered and like processed and all the paperwork was done and you just we're like laughing you're like well you did say you were bored well, but like you did give me a hug and like you were super comforting but like well the, i came to pick you up yes, which is you picked me up at, you <laughs> yeah. she picked me up <laughs> from over the phone dundas I ontario <laughs> i know the yeah. energy is so strong you picked me up from dundas ontario at pearson we drove back and you had clooney with you who was super yeah. cute and just what i needed to see yeah clooney's my mom's bernie's mountain dog who's magical um yeah and then I cried a whole bunch at your house and filtered through the next five months yeah I think that was one of the most like clear divine interventions Mm -hmm. I've ever seen like I just I couldn't believe it when I was looking back on the convo that we had and then everything that transpired from there and just seeing what you've created since being here and the way that you like had to find your way in Toronto mm-hmm. again before coming back to or going back to Hawaii tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow <laughs> at noon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just the most surreal thing. And mm-hmm. I needed the last five months here mm-hmm. to just develop myself as an individual. And then now going back, like not only as a business owner, but as someone's wife. Like, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. What a lesson in love. Right? Yeah. Um, what's the legacy that you want to leave behind? I don't know yet, but I feel like 
my maternal lens yeah i was gonna say (laughs) my maternal self i'm not pregnant fyi i just feel like i should have been pregnant a long time ago 24 i know i like but if i could have been pregnant like a week ago i would have been um (laughs) i think a lot of me is going to be left in my child or children um so i definitely think children are going to be part of the legacy that i leave behind Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how can people stay connected to you as you flow through your next chapters well if i'm not here i'm in hawaii or elsewhere so you can find me on instagram (laughs) or on the beach straight up on the beach eating taro chips and a bag of rambutan Um, you can find me in hawaii and if you are there and you want to go on a hike i will totally take you on one and I also like pay Squarespace to have a website. So it'd be really cool if you went on it. <laughs> I feel that. Yep. Um, thank you so much. I love you. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To find more information, follow along on my Instagram at Sarah underscore Moncrief or at my website, saramoncrief.com. 